If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump. Yeah. We begin the episode by having some fun conversation. We talk about Adam's old school Playboy. Oh, God. So embarrassing. He has collection. a great collection. Hundreds. I yeah. ordered it for all the articles. Hundreds of articles <laughs> uh, yeah, in those yeah, magazines. That's what he told that's his right. girl. Uh, great t- interviews in there. We mentioned the late uh, and great Hugh Hefner. We talk about using peace. Tinder for business. Not sure why Sal. That's what he told uh, his girl while I he's have, on there. Yeah, exactly. Somebody closed you hard on that. Honey, I'm on here for uh, business reasons. Yeah. Also, I want to mention. me, Sal. I want to mention our sponsor, ThriveMarket.com. Oh, love me some Thrive. You know what? Thrive Market. My girl just finally got on board. She's finally on the Thrive Market train right now, and just uh, we were waiting on our first shipment. We ordered last night, so I'm pretty excited. What'd you get? I told her to surprise me. So I, we've already been. You and I and the boys have all been shopping from there. I finally introduced it to Katrina. So let's see what uh, I'll let the audience know what uh, she picked. It's up. literally not. It's 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 almost not fair because when I see the prices on there, I did a comparison with Whole Foods, which Whole Foods dropped their prices, right? Yeah. Still way more expensive. Yeah. Than Thrive Market. They still aren't competitive. Not even close. It's yeah. like it's cheating. So I go on there and we're, we order all of our stuff and it's like 25, 50% off. Well, anyway. Especially when you figure out the hookup that we get through, I was just gonna say. through Mind Pump. Where you get, you, first of all, you get a free month membership. So already it's like a no-brainer yeah. just, to, just to try it out. And then you get $20 off your first three orders that are $49 or more. So in other words, you're getting a $60 kickback, which by the way, that's what the annual membership is. So basically you can get into the Thrive Market community for absolutely free when you look at it like yeah, that. For, Once you use all those. Yeah, uh, and free shipping and right. free shipping yeah. and, what, and how long is it taking it takes them two days to ship to my house yeah. or sometimes one anywhere day anywhere in the United it's States very quick it's ridiculous so you go to thrivemarket.com forward slash mind pump and then you'll get all of those awesome hookups and then we get into the questions the first question was as a new personal trainer how can someone distinguish themselves from other trainers Ooh. Uh, Justin said grow a mohawk or go yeah. shirtless uh, the next next question advice. was how, uh, there's a uh, one of our, our uh, fans here has a girlfriend who's working out with a personal trainer, and the trainer told her he actually gave her some advice and said, "Hey, don't do shrugs; those are for boys only. Yeah. Either no get, shrugs, either just get hugs. rid of the trainer or get rid of your girl. Yeah, it's one of Probably those, works at Planet Fitness. One of those two things. Uh, shit. Uh, next question was, uh, how much is too much exercise? How much is too much What's exercise? What's the right dose? Yeah, you want to do the right amount of exercise because if you do too much, you might get too buffed. Which is just a little bit more than what I do. Like Justin. Yeah. And the final question it was, happened. what do our pre-workout routines and warm-ups and rituals look like? What amphetamines are we using? Yeah, like the, yeah, all that stuff. What do we do? How much do we poop? All that stuff. Mm. Before we lift weights, find out in this episode. Also... We do mention MAPS Prime in this episode. It is our correctional program, and we combined it with Prime Pro. We have something called the Prime Bundle. So remember, MAPS Prime takes you through a self-assessment called the Compass, and it through that, it teaches you which movements and exercises you need to do for your body. Specifically for you. To prime your body before your workouts, because what you do before your workouts makes a big difference with your results. And it doesn't matter what kind of workout you do. It doesn't matter if you do CrossFit, bodybuilding, powerlifting, even if you compete in a sporting event. Ping pong. If you warm up your body properly with good uh, individualized programming, um, you'll get a better workout. And then we have Prime Pro. Prime Pro is correctional. Assess your body, all the major joints, wrists, hands, neck, low back, uh, your ankles, your feet. Uh, Find out where there's problems and correct them. So if you have pain or you have issues with certain exercises, this bundle is perfect for you. You can find this at mindpumpmedia.com. Adam, you should read this book called Irresistible. It talks about... (laughs) (laughs) You should reference it more. The addiction to uh, technology. Uh, Do the dishes, dude. Technology. Are you reading me from from the book? You're finally reading it. That's a great book for you, by the way. That is. Can you please tell us the author? Who wrote that book? Not be a dick. Um, Megan Daughtry. And the title of the book is? Do Not Be a Dick. No, no, no. How Not. Oh, How Not to Be a Dick. Such a dick thing to say too, right? Yeah. To say it wrong? Yeah. 
Yeah. <clears throat> Whatever. Read us a lesson from the book. Like of- he shunned it before he even opened it. Yeah. Okay. When it comes to adult entertainment, when you say you can find anything on the internet, they mean it. Sometimes an innocent internet search turns up more than you bargained for. Now, adult entertainment doesn't just show up by accident. Sometimes people really are interested in watching the birds and the bees online. And that's okay. The birds and the bees are completely natural. But we should also be careful not to bring our private viewing habits out in public. Example. So as a courtesy, be sure to put away any sensitive materials in the following situations. When you are out with friends, get off your phone. When you are out at dinner, get off your phone. When you're in the movie theater, get off your fucking phone. When you're in a work meeting, get off your phone. When you are having a conversation, get off your phone and enduring. I know the answer to the next one. During important life moments like marrying the woman you love. Get off your phone. Get off your phone. You share a computer. This is some good advice in here, right? (laughs) Speaking of inappropriate, um, how how many times have I told a story about the time I opened up my iPad to my? Oh, I thought I made up the word sexting. I don't know. No, this bitch copied me. You thought you made up that word? Of course. Which one? Oh, dude. I was saying that way before you had ever heard. Bro, can I tell you something right now? What? Back when phones were rotary, I came up with that term. (laughs) <laughs> so I know I invented it. You yeah. were not sexting back then. Dude. You, sexting on the rotary phone. Yeah. How so, does that go? So apparently it's inappropriate to look at porn in public in front of other people. Is that what she's saying? Why? Pretty much. That's weird. Yeah. Well, mainly when you're just well, having, I don't want to well, live. Well, you in, know what's funny? What when I was on me? a plane one time, this guy was like straight up like reading through a penthouse. On the plane? Yeah, and it was like full bush and everything. And I'm just like, Penthouse or Playboy? Because Playboy has some really good articles. No, 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 no. Penthouse. <laughs> That's why I said Penthouse, because it's like, I mean, it was like, you know, everything. Do you know that Play- Playboy is like known for their articles? Yeah, like they, great articles. They have great, these have- I've never read in a single one, but I know. Oh, they're good. okay. I used to all well, the time. Well, for a minute, they, never- tried, they tried to make it just that without the nudity. What a bad move. Well, I was just. I feel like they added articles so that men would have an excuse to buy it. You know what I mean? Like brilliant marketing, right? Yeah, like, look, honey, there's, there's stuff. Did in I there. ever tell you? I was a, I was like, I think for two, maybe three years, I was a Playboy subscriber, and I used to, my whole house. Was I know. Like, I remember this at your house. It was in your bathroom. It was on the coffee oh, table. Talk about like oh. a totally suppressed, you know, kid growing up. Like you know, my you actually had like straight up nudie magazines in, out in the house. <laughs> I had lit on my coffee table. So you invite people over. <laughs> Yeah, we just thumb through it, thumb through it a little Your bit. Your mom, Justin brings his parents And then I was over. like, ew. My mom that? would come over and it would, and I know it had to just piss her off, man. And that's probably why. <laughs> that's right, because your mom was super yes. religious well, and stuff. Well, hence why I probably did it, because I grew up uh, in a yeah. very strict home. And then imagine a 16, 17-year-old who had all this had all these rules, right, to live by. And then I 21, I had my own place. Like yeah. It was on, bro. Next thing you know, you're, <laughs> listening, to, on, you're listening to Marilyn Manson. You're yeah. sacrificing goats. And you have porn. And you got porn all over the freaking house. Yes. That's crazy. Sounds about right. Yeah. Did you. So obviously, you know, we know that mind pump is. There's no lying on the show. Right. It's always honest. Wow. What's coming next? The porn that you had around the house, did you use them ever? You mean, what do you mean? Did I yeah, read I, the magazines? I, no, 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 no. I believe I grabbed one there's of them a, one there's time. A, there's, a, there's a purpose for them there's other a, than reading. Yeah. Did you use Was there them? any residue? <laughs> did, no, I didn't say, did okay. you finish on right. them? Okay. Did you use any of them at all? The ones well, that were laying out in the house? Well, that's sure. Like a, duh. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's gross. That doesn't even... That's not that gross. It's not a question. No, no, it's not that gross. Actually, you're right. It's not. Yeah. I'm, unfortunately, I, I, I kept. I wish I would have saved <laughs> all of them because I, I was do it too? stocking them. I was keeping them, and then I had boxes, and I was like, "What am I going to do with this?" Finally, when I moved, I just like oh, I got to let it go. Yeah, it's also when was this, by the way, that you had all these? Twenty-one years old. Oh, yeah, so how many years was that? Thirty-two. Yeah, thirty-two. Was there no internet porn back then? No. Not really. Oh Not yeah. So this a, is. This was so. This was actually a very bad it's like investment. A little bit after Oregon Trail days. Like you no, bought it that far back. Oregon, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, can you imagine Oregon Trail? It was only like fifteen porn. years ago. I mean, internet exists <laughs> existed, but to to see at the rate you could flip through a magazine, if you no, trying, you couldn't. No, because you'd have to hit. You click on the naked picture, and it'd be like. But what a bad investment, right? Like all these expensive magazines were worth nothing five years later because. Well, that's not true. 
with uh although today they may be worth some money. yeah yeah no no absolutely Ooh. if you have some of like the early early playboy subscription there's like certain women on there especially women that went on to do other things and become famous or whatever like that oh yeah like a marilyn monroe if you have like a old playboy with like these famous women that were when they made the cover or they were a centerfold yeah um yeah no they hold their value they hold value for sure that's i wish i would have kept them for those reasons because i'm sure somewhere in there is probably somebody who it's worth money now which one was your favorite Oh, I, love I had favorites, definitely. Mm. I just don't remember. <laughs> I wasn't that obsessed over it, but I definitely had, you know, I had my go-to five, right? There's <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you got hundreds of these things. It's like, there's no reason. Jenny McCarthy. You had a hundred? Well, figure a couple. Well, oh my no, God, I, I remember Not hundreds. I probably had like a hundred. Yeah. Think about that. Let's see here. You get 12 a year, so probably two or three. No, I didn't have that many. God, did Halle Berry ever did? I feel like Halle Berry did Did I get more than one a month? It's only one a month, right? One. I had stacks of them. Maybe I had it longer than three years. <laughs> oh my god! Maybe I had it longer than I thought I did. And you threw them away? Yeah, because it just—I was lugging them around from house to house and shit. That was no good. God, the uh, times have changed. It's, terrible. it's a weird thing to bring to your girl's house. It is. Huh? Remember, I moved in with Katrina after I sold my you house. Can't, you, were, you can't really justify it. Would she yeah. be? A, would she wouldn't let you take them? No, of course she would. It wasn't even about that. I got rid of it. It was just one more thing. I had so much stuff. I, mean, I had my house at 21, right? So you figure how many years is that? Like, you know how much stuff you've... Well, you didn't move all your shit out of your house. Yeah. If you would have, you would have seen like it's... I had to leave it yeah. behind. Thanks yeah. for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I had a lot of stuff. I had stuff <laughs> at one point. <laughs> oh, it's man. a blessing in disguise, bro. You're lucky you didn't have to... Uh, <laughs> minimalist, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah you watched have, that movie. You didn't have to lug all that stuff. That's like two U-Hauls worth of shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. See, there's, a, there's a positive way to look at everything. Expensive Silver linings. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the, 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 the girl version of that never went very far, huh? Was it Playgirl? Oh, yeah. They had a Playgirl, didn't they? Who? I, th- I thought they did always they ever did. get like famous people to do that? Sure, like, sure, like sure. Like a Fabio or somebody like that? A character? Maybe. Uh, Who, are there fam- what famous? Oh, I know Sylvester Stallone did a porn. That's I think, how he got started, right? I think Arnold posed in Playgirl once naked. Did he? I think he did. I think he did. That's a random wow. thing. Yeah. Why don't you Google that, Justin? Tell us if it's How true. about no? Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm going to let that one live I don't on want your it. phone, <laughs> I just sir. Don't, I don't want that in my Google yeah. history. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Enough Arnold like, when you think searches. About, when you think about the direction we're going with all these cookies and stuff, it's scary. Like You can't even look up something that you're really not interested in because you may have to, it may oh, follow you around ever, for months. Forever. Yeah, you look up yeah. play Playgirl. Think you may about be getting, this. Like, think about this: your search history, like it follows you from now on, right? And right. Then, and then we're gonna go like walk around like stores where it like 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 scans your eye, your retinal scan, and then it'll show things that you've searched for. Oh my god, how scary, <laughs> dude! Oh, that's a that's a scary. The future is gonna be hilarious, especially. I can't wait for political elections when yeah. people are like, "You like butt plugs?" When they're ah! yeah, exactly. When <laughs> it just like, came up as an ad, man. <laughs> like <laughs> on my yeah. first date. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like 30, 40 years from now, they'll be like, oh, so you're against this, right? Well, here we got some pictures of you on Facebook from, you know, 2017. Oh, everyone's oh going to be screwed. Oh, my God. Uh, everyone's delete gonna, all history now. Everyone's going to be absolutely In all honesty, though, the, the Playboy, uh, they did. They used to do some of the best interviews. Yeah. So they would, they would so interview. T- like, tell us about one. Um, one of my favorites I remember reading, uh, Char- Charlie Sheen. When I read the Charlie Sheen one, <laughs> what a great! I mean, you want? I, I seriously, I've uh, I've seen Charlie Sheen on interviews. Uh, and this awesome. and one of the best ones I ever read was the one that that was done in Playboy for sure. So uh, I'm trying to think who else. They, they, I mean, they always do like old presidents. They do like good big name people are normally in the articles because they're not nude or anything like that. It's just a it's a great interview they do because they can talk about anything. anything. Yeah, yeah, it's it, what it reminds me of before Howard Stern, it was Playboy. Uh, okay. Like before Howard Stern, Playboy was the people was the uh magazine that would ask those questions that everybody wanted to hear yeah. but nobody would ask, right? So yeah. that's what made him so what made it such a great magazine like, why are you banging so many hookers like right is that your thing yeah no yeah. in the charlie sheen interview they go he go they ask him like how many women has he been with and he talks about all that like yeah it's, so it's the stuff that nobody really asked and like people are like, Those hey. like the, and the stuff that everybody wants to ask. yeah everybody wants to ask that but cbs is not going to ask that when they have charlie sheen on right <laughs> yeah. they're going to be all pc about stuff Dang. so and of course and then now you know uh hefner passed away what an influential person wow yeah, yeah. very influential person in american media you know what I mean? Do you guys know the amount of shit he went through to to make those magazines? There was an incredible documentary on him. Yeah. Um, well, him and Larry Flint, right? Well, like yeah. Was, well, Flint took it to a whole new he, level. He was didn't he? crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But both of them had to. They got big. I mean, the government went after them. Pretty. It's pretty interesting. There's a whole long history of 
like moral legislation that we've had where we don't mm-hmm. like something and then we go after it. Yeah, we try to shut it down. Like music, you know, uh, uh, you know, rock, uh, rap. Yeah, been go- they've been after for you know after them forever. I know. I don't see that happening so much anymore, though. Yeah, now it's getting. Are weird. they? Well, it's I going think another they, direction. I think they gave up. I think once the internet, <laughs> they gave up. They, no, they did. I think when the internet, we're looking for things to get mad about. I mean, you talk about this all the time that there's some of these businesses because of the internet. Uber is a great example of this. Um, that. I'm sure if if government knew where it was going to be, they would have put a stop to it if they could have, but it was too late. Yeah, like, they had got too much power too fast. The engineering fast. was already there. And I think that's what you see with like these porn sites and these call girl type sites because these are huge, right? These are huge. You can you can order a, a prostitute to your house, but we know prostitution is illegal. But on the internet, you can find sites that are dedicated to this. How do they mask them? What do they just say? Escort service? They're not even okay. masked, dude. It's like straight by a really? date. Yeah, I know. It's... It's pretty interesting, to, and I think I think what they do is they they host the site somewhere else. I think that's the loophole, right? Like the sites uh, host. Because so I watched. I don't remember what it was. It was like a documentary or something on that, something like that. And apparently, if you you can pay for an escort to go on a date, and then if you happen to hit it off and have sex, that means you guys just liked each other. Right. And that's the angle that I this at least this documentary was talking about. So that's at least the, she gets a free meal. So you're right. I'm, I'm you're probably right because I'm trying to think like there's nothing on the website that says you're gonna get sex. It definitely alludes to it since most of the girls are naked. <laughs> you know, like I think the guy who's paying 250 bucks for the date thinks that there's yeah. probably something else that's going to happen like based happen. off the website. Although it's but not that much different on Tinder nowadays, anyway, right? Oh, that's that's what they say, man. I was we we're out what of a the bizarre Tinder. world. Unfortunately, yeah. we were out of the Tinder generation. We man. were hoping to get Doug like started with that where back was, in the day. With where, Tinder, where yeah. we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're barely getting Doug on Instagram, dude. I we know. Get I him know. On Tinder. It's like yeah. a whole Oh, we, got, we got a lot of work to How do. How do you work this thing? Yeah. <laughs> swipe, swipe, swipe. My what cousin, is this swiping? My cousin was telling me that some people are using Tinder for business. Is this true? No way. Really? No. How? Where you, you sure. I, I guess you put some stuff in your bio and then you get connected through people and promote your business. He was telling me something about that. That's called LinkedIn, dude. Yeah, exactly. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. Tinder. Yeah. Tinder really for business? Tinder, they want to hook up. That's it. It's like a bait and switch thing. Ha, you thought I was going to yeah. fuck you, but really I have this great <laughs> deal to offer you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I how would know. you like a waist trainer? I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, but what a weird like dating world, man. Yeah, so different from Google. We were. Google uh, Tender for business. Let's see what it says. I'm looking it up right yeah. now. Or maybe there's another app that came out that's literally business Tender. Oh shit! If there isn't, we should make it business Tender. I like mm-hmm. the sound of that. We have, we have all this extra time to do stuff. Yeah, like it, doesn't, like. it doesn't say networker. There's a website called Networker. Oh, that was way old. That's old. It might not even exist anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty it's pretty straight oh, to the point. Yeah. Maybe someone know. was trying to trick you into Tinder. Huh? Uh, Maybe someone was trying to trick you into using no, Tinder. Man. I think that's what it was. Hey, Sal, it's a great business idea. Try man, it out. Just yeah. put your business on there, like with your shirt off. Does anybody follow what's going on with Snapchat? I'm not. Is it still on the rise? I'm, I'm too old, dude. I don't Maybe know. Google that. Maybe is Snapchat, where, is Snapchat on where's the Where's Doe I Drew? Let's ask him. I can, I, I'm just telling you, it's like. I know I'm getting old because not only well, do I not know this stuff, but it. What I, I don't want to know. What I was, I do. I'm interested in this stuff. But what I was curious about was when Instagram made the move over to all the cool little, you know, weird things. What are those? What are those things? Oh, uh, you, you're, you're talking about Snapchat filters, like yeah, that they so, brought in. Yeah, the, the yeah I'm sure Snapchat took a hit because of that. Right, they had to, right? So yeah. it's oh, here we go. Snapchat might be in terminal decline as Instagram and Facebook successfully yep. steals yep. its users. Snapchat Boom. might be dying, yeah. and Facebook yeah. could be thing. That's what I thought that was going to happen. The site that has reported stolen. now didn't did Facebook. Uh, try to buy Snapchat at first? Yes, they did, and they declined. Bad move. Yeah, right? And yeah. for like the peak, I've, dude, I'm, uh, how many millions? Like, who else fucked up like or that? a billion or something? Billions. Yeah, Twitter, billions. and who else turned down? Why, uh, someone tried to buy yeah, Twitter? Twitter yeah, did. Twitter tried to be- they, Then they went public, and it was just like- There was another one. What was the other one that was that they, that nobody got, that could have got picked up by a lot for What was lot. that one that we were using for uh, a second? Periscope. 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 What happened oh, to that? That's, that's connected to Twitter. That was Twitter's- Trying, trying to come out with some some sort of a live feed so they can compete with Facebook and them. They're just they're gonna get they're gonna get eaten alive, man. Greed. Yeah, that's dead. This is where you just want to grab so the my, guy. So if Facebook comes and offers to buy us, hmm. we're gonna have to do it. 
Yeah, you got to go with it. It's we the monster. It. Yeah. We, might, we might have to. They're going to have to. They're going to have to replace us, though, with some idiots. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a corporate man. I feel like you, you just mean? called us idiots. <laughs> I'm not saying whoever's behind us are idiots. You can't find. We got three idiots. You can't find three. You can't find three idiots. Yeah, good luck with, finding uh, three idiots yeah, like good us. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> we're unique. Yeah. We're a, we have it down. We're a special kind of idiot. We have the yeah. idiot uh, chemistry it's, down. That's right. That's not, right. Just, not just any old idiots. It's the molecules. It's the molecules, man. <laughs> bird! Yeah, bird. Come yeah, save us. The bird's the word. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. All right, our first question is from Southern Lifter. As a new personal trainer, how can I distinguish myself from other trainers? Oh, wow. Here's Ooh. here's what I would do. I would do shirtless selfies in All the day. mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody does that. And put, put, flex hard. Make, put yeah. the latest hip-hop music behind. Make sure hashtag beast mode. Some of mm-hmm. your video workouts with lots of cuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should probably get you there. I mean, that sounds like the recipe. Next question, Doug. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> so, you know... Um, I'm just kidding. When I, when I worked <laughs> with trainers... This was always a question was like, how do I stand out amongst the, you know, the group, the other trainers that work in the gym or how do I get myself out there? And I used to always tell people to be um, true to their flavor. Okay. So what that means is, uh, I, I, I know it sounds- Are you mint yeah, or I know, fruity? I know this sounds kind of, you know, silly when, I, when people say like, you know, be yourself, but in fitness- if you're in fitness, you're likely in fitness because you have a passion for it. I don't know very many people- they go into fitness industry because they think you're going to make tons of money. Uh, most people want to be trainers. They, li- they like working out. And there's something, there's a component of fitness that they really have the most passion about. And there's a style that they have or a flavor that they have around that. And I, always, I used to always tell my trainers, maximize that. Be as you as you can possibly be and be unapologetic. And that will distinguish you because... You're never gonna. You'll never be as good as you can be yourself, being someone else or being something else. Because you do see a lot of trainers who look to act like other people or copy different styles, and Mm -hmm. you can definitely learn from other people. But you'll never be as good as you can be when you're following your own passion. Yeah, the passion doesn't really come through as genuine and authentic (laughs) that way. You know, like you want to figure that out. Like figure that out amongst yourself. Like what directions that uh, you know excite you and and different um, modalities or different ways that um, uh, you know to train the human body or like uh, even if it's like dancing or you know some something else that's ex- <laughs> that was a good move there so, sorry yeah uh, just one of those like activities that really excite you you know use that passion use that drive and, and bring it into your business because other people, it's contagious. Other people will see that and they'll be stoked on it. And and uh, you'll find a, a core enough group that will get it and you can kind of expand from there. I, I think one of the best ways to distinguish yourself from the other trainers is follow everything that we're putting out there. I think there's, there's not a lot of trainers that um, are talking the way I feel we are. I, I think we're seeing more of it now. But to me, the formula right now is the... Um, the the old the same f- formula it's been for so many years which is this it's hype right it's the um motivation you know yeah you got to get out and kill it and no days off and beast mode like that is what like a majority of everybody and to i mean that's an extreme and then everything underneath like and then there's the you know super bubbly mm-hmm. oh you got to do it and be positive yeah. and all positive quotes be against and, the grain yeah so that is so that's white noise to me and it's becoming white noise to all the people out there that are seeking good information from good trainers and I and we laid out all these programs. If you do not, if you have not invested in the programs, and this is not like a a, a plug, although it sounds like it. Uh, if you're a trainer and you haven't been through all of our programs, like there's your first step. Like if you're talking to the, if you're speaking to the stuff that you learn in Prime Pro and Prime, 
there's not a lot of trainers that are talking to that. And then you have the knowledge from like maps performance to teach all these different multi-planar type movements. And then you can also take somebody and put them in competitive shape and know how to target specific muscle groups to help shape and mold the body into the look that someone's looking for. All that is provided in all this, all the stuff that the spine of all that is there. It's like, you can definitely take it in a lot of different directions just in that subject matter by itself. Right. So we we thought of all these different types of groups, right? So I'm, I'm an athlete. Like, where do I go? I'm somebody that wants to compete on stage. Where do I go? You know, I'm somebody who just wants to get stronger. I'm somebody who wants to lose body fat, whatever. I'm somebody it is. who's only going to train at home. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Train home. So, you know, you, you go through all those different, um, uh, programs that we have outlined and then you see like where you could fit your niche into it, you know, off of that, that bone structure. So it's mm. definitely there. If you, if you're a trainer and, I mean, I would have just killed, and I know I've said this, and we've all said this before on the show, I would have killed, and this is what motivated us to do what we're doing, to have a place with all the free information. And I'm telling you to get the programs, but let's say you don't have the money to buy the programs right now, whatever. We have provided enough information on this podcast and on that YouTube channel and the blogs and our Instagram pages that if you are spouting out the information that we're providing for you guys, you're already going to start to separate yourself from everybody else because that's that's a, a big reason why Mind Pump grew is because we were give, delivering a different message than everybody else. Yeah. You know, we could have came out here and done the hype videos and have oh, Taylor man. and Drew video us doing. I mean, cool we could have just been you know fit T shred slinging you know like Joe Jane fucking motivation <laughs> video people like we could have gone that route. Well, I'll, I'll so early on in my career. What separated me from the other trainers was different than what separated me later on in my career as I developed into a better trainer. Early on, I wasn't very knowledgeable. I didn't have access to, to tons of great information. All I had was my certification and you know what I learned in the bodybuilding magazines. Uh, but the way I distinguished myself was I was uh, very serious about what I did. I was very professional. Right. I... Showed I was there. The client would walk in, and I was there with my clipboard and my pen or my pencil, mm-hmm. and I greet them as they walked in, walk them to their locker room. They'd come out, and I'm ready to go. And I was just, I was on. I was always on, and I was very, I took it very seriously. And I don't mean I took it seriously in the sense that I was a serious St- trainer. Stick in the you just knew everybody was watching you. I had a great time. We had a lot of fun, but my clients knew. Um, that I was not only serious about what I was doing, but I was serious about getting better and better and better. Later on, what separated me from other trainers was because I did find my flavor as a personal trainer, and I really enjoyed um, correctional exercise, and I really enjoyed working with people who were in a very deconditioned state or advanced age uh, population. And it's just something I enjoyed doing. I enjoyed having people come in with pain, helping them identify, you know, where it's coming from, fixing it, and then getting them into, you know, consistent regular exercise, getting them stronger. I used to love getting my 60-year-old clients squatting and deadlifting and, you know, my 50-year-old clients who used to be in shape and now I fix them, you know, help them out so their knee doesn't hurt anymore. And I just, you know, it just word spread that way and I got lots of referrals as a result of that. But I've also had trainers work for me who were very different. You know, I had one young lady who was excellent uh, at yoga. She was an excellent, excellent yoga instructor, but she was also a personal trainer. And I had this exact conversation with her and I told her, I said, listen, what you have that's different than everybody else in here is you understand yoga on a different level. So you understand functional flexibility from a different position. Why don't you incorporate yoga with your training? Because it's something you love, it's your passion, and it's something you're good at. And that's what she used to do. She would train her clients and she would almost every workout includes some form of yoga, positioning, movement, breathing, whatever, you know, whether she would go around the corner to where it was a little quieter or in the back or sometimes out on the workout floor and people started seeking her out for those different types of things. So, you know, really just be who you are and be good at who you are. Don't be good at what anyone else is Right, right. Um, and continue to grow. And don't be for, and also here's, a, here's another big one that it's a, this is a big mistake you see with trainers a lot is that they feel like um, they need to have all the answers. So if a client comes to them and says, you know, my shoulder hurts, I can't do that, or, you know, you know, which supplement's best for me, or what's the best diet, or whatever, 
a lot of trainers feel like they have to have the answers, even if they don't know what the answers are. So they'll give them like, oh, well, you need to do this or you need yeah. to do that. It, it's very valuable if you are a trainer that ha- knows people who are experts in different fields that you can send your yeah, clients the to. referrals. It's a, it's a, this will build your business. Huge. A lot of trainers are scared to do this. Well, it they makes think, you look like a champion. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, true, like... I remember going through that same thing and like you want to have all the answers figured out and you're like really insecure about that. And then somebody will, you know, ask you inevitably at some point something you don't know. So it instead of just kind of um, trying to figure that out or like Google it or whatever, like surround yourself with people that are better than you. Dude, have, people you, can, have people you can refer to because yeah. and it, and it, a lot of trainers are afraid of this because – they think, oh, if I send them over to the, the chiropractor over here or the acupuncturist over there, a massage therapist or the nutritionist, they're going to invest money there and they're going to have less to invest with me. False. That's absolutely false. If a person comes to you with a problem and you direct them in the right direction and you're working together with these other people to help them and then you solve that problem, mm-hmm. you have dramatically increased your value as a personal trainer. And now you've established yourself as somebody who does have the answers? Uh, maybe don't you, not the specific answer, but you know the people that do. This was huge for me as a trainer later on. I also think that almost every gym I've ever been in, there is always the the trainer or this one trainer that just stands out among among everybody else. And if this fits your personality, I think this works really well. This fit my personality. I'm already a loud and outgoing person. And so when I train my clients, kind of like what Sal said, I'm extremely engaged and not just from a professional level of having my clipboard and everything all set up, but more so like I'm never sitting still while they're exercising. I'm constantly evaluating their movement and moving their their shoulders and, you know, touching their body so they can feel like, oh, I want you to feel this here and slow down this and I'm I am making every movement that they do extremely detailed and and I'm loud while I'm doing it. So I'm motivating them, I'm talking to them, I'm like and when you are moving like that with your clients the entire time, it creates this energy between you and the client and then also you draw the attention of everybody else in the gym. If you're the one who's loud talking and moving and pointing out all this stuff with your client, and everybody is in the gym working out, you'll draw this attention from the entire facility. And we've said this before in a podcast, the average client will shop a trainer for three months before they make a purchase. So the minute you walk in that door, you're on. you got to be on. So you know if you're the one who walks over and sits down at the desk and doesn't do shit or doesn't really talk to people, like you can't be that. The minute I walk in the door, I'd come over, I'd set my bag and keys down, and I'm coming over, and with lots of energy, I'm saying hi to my front desk. I'm coming over, saying hi to all my employees. Then I'm out on the floor, and I'm talking to people. And people see this, and when you are consistent with it, you become the guy. Even when I was a trainer, uh, the gym was my gym. I treated it like it was mine. Like, this is my place. Nobody touches as many members as I do. Nobody helps as many people as I do. I'm the guy that's I known. I peed on all the equipment. Right, that's right. I pee all over the equipment. <laughs> yeah. Equipment That always works, too. Yeah. Don't <laughs> so do that part. If you, if you treat it like that, like you don't have to say it's my gym, but if you become the guy who is helping everybody and talking to everybody and full of energy, man, especially if that fits into your, your personality, now, if you're somebody who's really shy and kind of quiet and that's really coming out of your comfort zone, that might be something that's challenging for you, but that fit right into my personality. And so I just played right into a strength and I, I tend to see this whenever I walk into a gym, there always is that one guy or girl who just seems to be, be the trainer, you know, that it, everybody comes to for help. Next question is from do flash. His girl's personal trainer told her that shrugs are only for guys. What can she replace them with? This is your fault, Sal. You know what's my favorite part of this question? <laughs> it's your favorite. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> you know what my favorite part of this question is? It's for girls. Is yeah. she does, don't do shrugs because that's for guys. It's going to make you look like a dude. So replace them. In other words, don't work out your traps with shrugs. Work them out with a different exercise. How does that make it any different? You know what I'm saying? I think it's saying don't do shrugs at all. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. then what, what can she replace them um, there are no exercises for guys and girls. Um, yeah, that's that is a weird thing. Isn't it's it? it's very it's ridiculous and it's well, silly. You understand the fear, right? I you, do. You get what's going on. I like, do. Like, I, I think that the trainers think you know, telling her, you don't want to get big traps. You want to look like a linebacker because <laughs> they look yeah. masculine. Yeah. You know how long it takes to build uh, big muscles? 
for yeah. a guy, let alone for a girl. It takes a long, long time. It takes a lot of dedicated training. It takes really good nutrition. And even then, and great, great, great genetics. And even then, it doesn't happen overnight. So it's not like you do shrugs right. and then you wake up the next day and you look like Brock Lesnar. It's you That'd do shrugs. Awesome. I know. I wish. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Uh, it's dude. like it's like you do ah! sh- you do you work out, you exercise, you look in the mirror and you say, Okay, my delts are starting to overpower the rest of my body, or my quads are overpowering my hamstrings or whatever. Then you can scale it back and change it. But from a from a functional standpoint, the motion of you know shrugging the shoulders and uh, you know uh, rotating the scapula out that way that's a fundamental movement you can do that with a lot of different exercises but to avoid a movement because you're afraid of you know looking Growth. a particular way yeah. you got to be careful doing that because then you you run into a lot of problems you can run into a lot of functional problems and a lot of uh, issues with movement and create some injuries for yourself yeah, I think if this has always been sort of my problem with uh, the aesthetic side of training, um, you start to run into a lot of these like concerns, you know, especially you know from female concerns um, with just functional movements that, like you said, that like we're just expressing movement that's natural uh, for the joint to go through and the muscles to experience, and now all of a sudden I'm worried about affecting like a certain part of your body that you know obviously could use to be stimulated but we're worried about it you know getting grown to the fact where it's going to make their look look a certain way and i don't know i just don't get it like it's not it's not uh i mean from uh, i take that back on some level just because from from my wife like i remember having her train with somebody else and like i was guilty of like uh i remember with uh, one of my friends jerry was training her And he had like massive biceps, you know? And so his whole thing was like arms. And so he was just always working her arms like crazy. I was like, bro, calm down with the arms. Let's like get some, let's get some ass in there. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, let's focus a little bit on the important things, you know? (laughs) And, uh, and then I was just like, I got to stay out of it, you know? And he started to kind of get it. He's like, okay, you know, I'm just going to work, you know, everything. Like he was very, very focused on the arms for some reason, but, uh, (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, yeah, like I said, it's not, uh, this isn't really my my wheelhouse as far as like somebody's concern with that. Well, the first thing that I would do is uh, uh, fire your girl's personal trainer just for go. the simple fact of saying that an exercise is for a guy or girl. Like instantly, that should be a red, that should be a flag. Ah. Instantly, if a trainer is like, that's for guys, that's for girls, he's either from 1960 and doesn't know any better, or he's a young trainer and is still learning and still knows better. So I, I would invest my money elsewhere just from that statement alone. Now, that being said, mm-hmm. um, if you don't want to do shrugs and it's just you're, you're, maybe you already have massive traps as a woman and she's scared to build them anymore because it's already a dominant uh, muscle on her body, well, then go do something else. Then pick anything, pick an exercise that's not related to the traps that she may want to focus on. So maybe her glutes, like Justin was just alluding to go do some, you know, girl, some kickbacks, go do some, you know, uh, maybe do some walking lunges, maybe do some farmer carries, but then you could hit some traps when you do that. So, you know, it's, you can do whatever you want instead. If you don't want to do the traps, it's not like that's, that is a, a, a manly exercise and we're in search of an exercise. that's less manly, but I guess if you had someone who has very dominant traps already, and you don't want to work them out, then don't work them out. Then skip that, you know, and either go home early, walk on the treadmill, do some ab stuff, do almost anything else that you want to do. Besides that, they're they're programmed in there for a reason because we believe that most people should do that and should stay balanced. And whether you're a male or you're a female, but uh, absolutely, you can do almost anything. It's you want funny to. to me how exercises will come in and out of fashion mm-hmm. for both men and women. For example, when I first started lifting weights. Uh, it was not in fashion for men to do lunges. Lunges used to be a girl exercise back in the day. They were a girl exercise until. And now men are wearing tights. Yeah, <laughs> until <laughs> um, the game. I don't remember what bodybuilder was doing lunges, heavy lunges. I want to say 
It was right around Ronnie Coleman. It is Ronnie Coleman. Ron, when, we're Ronnie doing Coleman, heavy walking Ronnie, lunges. Ronnie Coleman is the only one I can at least picture right now that you used to do in the black and yellow tights that he used to wear. But do you guys, do you guys <laughs> remember that? Of course. Yes. Who did lunges? Yeah. Women. Coleman. No, no, well, no. Before yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. No, it was no. only women, right? Yeah. You didn't see a guy ever do a lunge, a walking lunge. No. It was for girls. Mm. Um, it's really changed. And squats. Barbell squats used to be a male, a male exercise. Like women wouldn't go near a barbell squat. And now a barbell squat, I see more women doing barbell squats than men. And deadlifts, mm-hmm. right? And deadlifts. Right. I see more deadlifts for know, sure. Donkey kickbacks? Yeah. I mean, if, if you're a dude doing those, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, how about, how about? I don't think here's so. a movement that used to be you would never see a man do, uh, uh, a hip thrust. You'd never see hip thrust until, <laughs> until what's his name? Brett Contreras. Until Brett <laughs> Thank you, Brett. Yeah. yeah. And now you've got a lot because now you, now you got dudes out yeah. there bragging about fucking five hundred pound hip thrusts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exercises are exercises. Effective ones are effective yeah. ones. Are the are they all right for you? No, it depends on the individual. There's no such thing as a male or female exercise uh, when it comes to yeah, working out. There's nothing. Next question is from Andrew Beth. How much is too much exercise? Oh wow, that's a tough answer. <laughs> you know, this is funny because I think what they're asking is. How how do I know if I'm overtraining? But the way I look at this question Let's is... Let's all say it together. It depends. Yeah. Oh, you guys weren't with me there. No, sorry. Right. I think when I read this exercise, what I think is uh, any amount of exercise that is more than is needed to elicit the desired result. At that point, think of it this way. If, I, if, I, if I'm working out... Explain what you just said. So so, that. When you're working out, the goal is to send a signal to your body to adapt. Once that signal is sent, once my body gets it and now it's going to get stronger or build a particular muscle or improve function or something like that, any successive exercise and movements afterwards, I start to get diminishing returns to the point where now the negatives outweigh the positives in the sense that I am now impeding my body's ability to adapt and recover because I'm putting more stress and load on it. So now I'm at the point where more exercise is not only not helping, it's actually taking away from my pro- my progress. Now, what determines if it's too much or not? There's so many f- fucking variables. Yeah. If, like Justin said, it largely depends on the individual. If I take someone who's deconditioned off the streets and I have them do three sets of bodyweight squats with good form, full range of motion for 10 reps. That may be too much. That's probably it or more. That might even be too much. It might be too much. It might be too much. If I take them even further, I I remember as a personal trainer, it used to shock me. uh, I would get a client and I would do, you know, I remember they they would teach us in class, right? Like, okay, you know, go real easy with your new clients. And you just have no gauge, especially Mm. as a new trainer. You have no idea how deconditioned people are. So people would come in and and I would just go light. I'd go really light and we would do... You know, four or five exercises for well, legs. We should talk about like the signs like that because obviously, as trainers, over the years, we got better about picking up on well, like we you know, s- what they look like, well, what they're experiencing, well, what they're feeling. You know, out of breath. Well, dude, as a, eyes. as a trainer, as I got better, I would always err on the side of less. Right. I was always go. I would rather do too little yeah. than too much because then I can always ramp it up the next time I saw you. Keep you. them coming back, and the consistency is really the the key there, and especially in the beginning, it's it's crazy. Well, let's talk about an individual who's trying to assess himself. I mean, here's here's the deal. I still make this mistake to this day. I still do too much exercise and pay for it. Mm-hmm. And the best way, in my opinion, to tell is the next day when you're so sore that it's limiting your movement. You went too hard. That's your fucking answer right there. Like you should not, if you were, if you were, first of all, soreness is a sign of overtraining. Somewhere along the lines, we turned it into this. It's a badge of honor. It follows a good workout. That is not true. If you were really sore, you did more than you needed to do to elicit that change. So I'm wanting, I'm wanting to be right on that edge. Like I want to feel my workout. So there is a little, be a little bit, right? right? Like I want to feel it. Like I don't want to, I don't want to do some, otherwise it'd be just like walking around. Right. So I am flirting with that line and that's why I tend to overdo it. Right. Cause I'm constantly flirting with that line, but this will happen to me today. Today I get, I'll, I'll go back to squats today and I haven't squatted in over a week. This is when so, it's always hardest. Right. right. This is the hardest time for me to judge. I know kind of where I was at a few weeks ago when I was in a rhythm. I've been off for a week. I'm coming back. And I know me, I always tend to overdo this because I want to, you know, it's my first day back. I want to feel like a good workout. I want to get a good sweat in. I want to feel like I get it. And if anything, this is when I tend to overdo it. So 
I have gotten better at this. Like this workout does not need to look at look like a a full maps workout right now. I don't need that. Like it, just easing myself into it. So what it'll probably look like, I'll probably do two, maybe three sets of squats on the real light end, probably eight to 10 reps. And that might be my workout today. Like that may be it. Maybe I touch some auxiliary stuff just a little bit and I'll call it a day because I know that, that it, I haven't done anything for over a week and I, I've been pretty sedentary with flying around and, and see, sitting and interviewing. And people thinking right now, are, are some people I guarantee you are thinking, you mean, what do you mean that's all you're going to do? You can't do more? That's not the point. Yeah, it's not the can, point. You could do more. Can you go in the gym and go for three hours? You can sure. always do more. Yeah. He, you, you, you could. That's See, that's the problem is I think people think when they leave, because I hear this all the time, they leave their work and like, I feel like I could have done more. That's mm-hmm. not the point. Yeah. The point isn't to do as much as you possibly can. The point is to do what is the appropriate amount to get your body to change. Right. And if you're if you're a beginner or deconditioned, it doesn't take much. If you're advanced and super conditioned, it takes a little bit more. And by advanced, I don't even like using advanced. I feel like if you've been consistent, right? That's like, what I mean by it. Yeah. So, because I consider myself an advanced lifter. But you're going to see me do a weak-ass workout today. Yeah. I'm an advanced lifter. I can fucking get with the best of them, pull some serious weight, squat some serious weight, do all this shit, but, and to handle a lot of volume. And the amount of volume I was handling when I was competing was ridiculous. I won't come even close to that. Even if I was consistent for the next two to three weeks, I still wouldn't even be close to the amount of volume I was doing when I was competing because it's not necessary. I could get there in the next week or two, but it doesn't make sense. Now, what would happen... This is no, this is a good one. Yeah, what would happen? Because you're saying if I did it's that? not. Yes. I'll tell you what would happen. Okay, good. What would happen if I were to come out and know the and mirror the workouts I was doing when I was competing, like right now, right? Because it's week. not necessary. But this then, week. let's say you did. What yeah, would happen? this week I might see some decent gains. Although I'll probably be really sore and it's going to end up hindering a lot of my workouts. But I will force my body in an adaptation. It will force it to adapt and change because of what I'm doing to it. But then it'll plateau really quick, and then now I have to take my body to a whole nother level to reach that same level of soreness that I was yeah. chasing for no reason. So the body will respond. I mean, I could hammer the shit out of it. Why your joints are gonna scream um, at you? Yeah, I mean, well, you, just, yeah. you just can't look at it, and you can't look at this exercise in in single days or even one week snapshots. It's really like you got to take an aerial view. Of and, it. and I'll tell you what, overdoing it is. This is and this might be controversial, but I'll stand behind it. Doing too much is worse than doing uh, doing a little too much is worse than doing a little too little. Oh, I would agree with that. If you if you do a, if if you err on the side of less, it gives you room to improve, increase, add more, feel your body out, and you always kind of do the right. Yeah. There's always tomorrow. That's for That's so yes. counterintuitive to uh-huh. the culture, uh-huh. right? It's and completely it, counterintuitive. Yeah, it's really, and that's, and I think that took. Probably the longest in this group for me to really get to that point where it it just resonated, you know. And it once once I I let that simple fact alone kind of dictate what I was going to be doing into the gym, it just changed. It was a game changer. Like everything changed after that. Yeah. What happened to me, uh, and I, I learned this a long time ago. But what would happen to me is if I took time off from illness or injury, and I went back to the gym, I wanted to get back to where I was fast. Right. Yeah. So I would go in and go hard and get super sore, and then slowly it would take. But it would it would suck and it would hurt and all that stuff. Later on, as I got more wise, when I would take a layoff, I'd come back. And always, of course, if you take time off, you go back to the gym and you're weaker. When I'd go back to the gym, I'd cut it way back and go easier, and I would get stronger very fast, much faster than when I overdid it, much faster. So not only is too much exercise, a lot of time, uh, and you know, kind of waste a lot of time and energy in the gym. It's counterproductive. Your body will actually respond worse because your your body is now dealing with an excessive amount of damage, an excessive amount of stress, and it will prioritize that over adaptation. It's just looking to heal. It's not going to think about adapting versus doing the appropriate amount. Now your body heals a little bit. And then adapts and adapts and adapts. Well, think about this from the way we we've structured all the programs to maximize muscle building, right? So if you the goal is I'm I'm hitting the same muscle every two to three days. So if I'm on if I'm you know Monday, like let's say today I squat, and then two days later I want to be doing some leg exercises again. And if I if I hit it hard, I mean, and how many of you have done this before where you've lifted? And three days later, four days later, five days later, you still feel that workout. 
you're not wanting to hit legs. You're still sore. And then you tell your like, and how many times have you walked in the gym with your buddy or your girlfriend? And it's like, Hey, what are you training? Oh, I'm, I'm still sore from Monday's legs. So let's do some shoulders and arms or this or that. And that's how people do this. It's like, no, that's a sign that you're overdoing it. You shouldn't feel that way. What you should feel like is maybe afterwards you, f- you feel the next day. Oh, I definitely worked out right. my legs a little bit, but you know what? If I wanted to, I could get them again right now. Well, that's the pure reason why I think splits are still popular, right? Cause it's like, it, it, that mentality is still attached to it. If I just blasted my legs, <laughs> I do not want to do legs again, you know, the, the next day or, you know, and like add in this full body workout. Like right. it's just not sound appealing or even work in the full body. It's like, well, I'm going to blast my whole body that day. Right, right. But that's not the mentality that we're talking about. Next question is from Scotland 360. What are your pre-workout routines, food, warmups, and what time do you work out? Uh, all right, I'll go first. So I work out early in the morning, um, it, usually around 5.30 or 6 a.m. So I get up at 5. I'll go. I'll walk the whole routine here. I'll get up at 5, and if I'm going to have a stimulant before my workout that day, because I don't always, then I will have um, some Chimera coffee. Sometimes I will mix in um, some butter and some coconut oil, like old school bulletproof. Although lately I've been putting... Uh, ghee in there, which is delicious. I don't know if you guys have you guys put ghee in your coffee yet. I have. Yeah. Oh my, it's, it's good. you got to blend it really good though, because otherwise you get that like that oil thing on the yeah. top. But I bought the uh, the ghee from uh, Thrive Market, um, and that's the one I've been using lately, and it tastes amazing. The the real quick, the reason why I like ghee is because it doesn't have because even butter has a little bit of milk protein in it, mm-hmm. and I have an intolerance to milk. Yeah. Protein, so butter's okay, but ghee is much better. It's a cleaner source, um, and I know it's got some some health benefits. So I'll have some of that. Then I go poop. Um, I do that. You got to <laughs> do right. your pre workout poop. We're really we're really breaking down yep. this, this uh, yeah. routine here. Then I go in. Then I go in my garage and I do uh, my mobility work. So I have a couple broomsticks, um, and depending on what I'm working on, I'll do some shoulder dislocates. Um, I'll do some kind of a rotational movement with tension. Um, I'll get into some lunge positions with tension so I can get my hips to open up. All of which are in prime or prime prime. All of, yeah, I'll yeah. get into a, a, a squat with a, a band around my knees so I have to pull my knees apart. So I do all my mobility work and then I do uh, my workout. Um, and then after that, I just get, go upstairs, get my kids up and get them ready for school. Justin? Yeah, so uh, similar. So mine's not in the morning. Mine is... Um, usually after we're done here and I'll go back and go work out, at, uh, sometimes with my wife, sometimes by myself. Um, but, uh, sitting has affected me quite a bit. Like, so if we're here, like right now doing a podcast and I'm sitting, I really need to open up my hip flexors. And so that a lot of my priming, it consists around that and opening up my hips in the 90, as well. Um, and also a bunch of hip flexor stretches, um, and ankle mobility. So ankle mobility has been really huge for me. Um, you know, going into, to backloaded squats, front squats, anything. Um, do you have coffee before workout? I have coffee. Um, yes, twice a day actually. So I do, (laughs) (laughs) I do in the morning and typically I'll do it like, like bulletproof style in the morning. And then, um, you know, before the workout, I'll just do just a, a black coffee, um, you know, like an hour beforehand, something like that. So um, the, the timing of it's pretty good. I'm usually pretty energetic uh, right after we're done working, but then it's like if I wait after that hour window, uh, then my workout goes to shit. So I really try and hustle into the gym after that and work on those um, those drills and, and stuff that we do in prime to um, to make sure that, uh, you know, all my, my mechanics and everything are on point. Uh, in the workout and even especially now like uh, getting back into like the compound lifts again I'm, I'm taking extra it? time uh-huh. <laughs> extra time on the priming uh, to make sure that uh, everything goes well do you you don't feel like tired because I would I can imagine you you leave here and then you drive over the hill yeah and that's a pain in the ass yeah and then do you go straight to the gym or go home first I go straight to the gym oh okay yeah and I meet my wife there and then oh okay and oh, then yeah. the kids are you know so that, that's the good part about having a gym like that because once you go home you're not gonna go yeah, if I go home it's like yeah it's that's a day. like I've tried before to where I'll do kettlebell and, and outdoor routines at my house and, and then that started to get distracting 
um, and it was ineffective. And so I, I, I brought it back into the gym environment. I don't have much of a routine right now. And, and honestly, I'm really enjoying this. And I, I remember expressing this to the guys not that long ago. Um, when I was like, man, I'm, I'm so over the being the bodybuilding guy and having like the, the food weighed out and measured and carrying everything. I was wondering when you get to this point. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I ran at it for a good solid, like three plus years, maybe more when you think about when I first started all the way till, you know, not that long ago. Uh, so, and you know, and I knew going into it, like what I was doing. So I don't think I ever got really out of control with it. Um, because there was a purpose behind all of it and it wasn't something that I found myself addicted to or a slave to, but you can start to feel that way, uh, when you get into some of these routines and I know some, and I know the question, this person's like just looking for cool tips of like some of the things that have helped us get in a routine. But for me on the opposite, because we all love exercise, we all love this and, and really quick, uh, can become very neurotic about all these things that we do. And, I'm actually really exercising the opposite of that, which is, man, eh, I'll get in, get my workout around now, or maybe not. Maybe I'll get it tomorrow, or maybe I'll do it uh, early today, or you know what, later on this afternoon, I got this to handle, or maybe I'll do a night workout, or you know what, maybe I'll just do a couple trigger sessions at home. I am literally not very consistent with anything. Now, what I am doing, though, when I am lifting, there is some things that I have that have entered my root in my nutrition and workout routine that is uh, maybe a little bit different than what it was a year ago. Um, ever since we got sponsored by Organifi, uh, I've started drinking the green juice and that's been something that I've consistently uh, added into my routine. It's just, I feel great when I'm drinking it. I like to have it maybe a hour or so before I do work out. So if that works out where I happen to be drinking it and then I plan to work out an hour, I really like the way I feel. Uh, heading into my workout. And then I live in Prime uh, and Prime Pro a lot, which for me is uh, heavily focused on the 90-90 and all the progressions. So I'm trying to work on something right now where it's the, and I don't know if we did a video for this yet because I know I Justin or I couldn't do it, but I have this 90-90 transition that I'm working on that I use the stick and uh, I'm transitioning back from one side to the other side on the 90-90 position and then the ankle and then rear foot lift. Do you do this at home? We or have do you that go to the on gym? YouTube. I, yeah. I did that with do we, Brink. Yeah. Do we progress that? Uh-huh. Do you do that at home or do you go to the gym to do that? I do both. So You showed me that though. That's great. Yeah. Did you see me with this? Did I show uh-huh. you the You just showed me. We didn't video it, but you showed me what you do with it. Yeah. It's, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It really helps, um, especially since I can't do it without bracing myself right now. So I'm working on, that's kind of like a like personal goal of mine. Like I really want to get good at the 99 and south to your question. Like I, I do, I always do it before working out. That's just a staple move. I, I feel like out of all the things that we do, um, I would say the 90-90, since a lot of my issues were similar to what you are limited to, the hips and stuff, that has been a game changer for me to, to spend most of my time in the 90-90. So I spend my uh, priming session a lot in that, and then maybe some um, uh, our, our rotations, what's a, our lizard with rotations. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably those two moves are the most popular things I do. And then I address some of my thoracic mobility with some of my wall back presses mm-hmm. and things like that. And then I get into my workout, and my workout is totally inconsistent right now. I am not following any of our MAPS programs to a T. I'm pulling from all of the programs based off of what I feel like for the day. Um, and I'm just kind of treating my workouts right now. I don't have any serious heavy goals, um, which I, you know, and I know me, like after a while, like I'll want that, you know, after I, but right now there's a lot of personal goals I have going on, like with my relationship, with the business that we're currently in, with personal growth and reading. Like, so those things are kind of a priority in my life right now. And exercise is probably, exercise and training is probably a five or six for me right now. And for a long time, it was number one and everybody else kind of had to take a back burner to me when I was competing, man, to, to get to the the level that I reached. Uh, it took uh, a lot of dedication, a lot of these rituals, a, a lot of focus, uh, very selfish and putting everybody else and everything else on the back burner. And right now I've kind of flipped that on its head. It's not as high of a priority for me as long as I'm taking care of myself. Mm. You guys don't like working out in the morning, right? Early? Not, not at all. No, I did in mm. high school and college, and we were, we're all part of the 6 a.m. workout crew, you know, and so I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. It takes a long time to get used to, and I still 
don't like it as much as <laughs> working out in the afternoon. I, I love. I'd rather my my best workout time is like noon. That's what I used to do, like uh, around yeah. noon. Mine that's is when like I would have a two break. o'clock. Yeah, something noon, like that. noon to two has yeah. always been mine. That was my favorite because I'd have a break in between clients, and I'd yeah. go at noon and I'd lift and do my thing, and it's just not possible now. So I have to do it in the morning, and I'm I'm used to it, but it's not. It's just not the same, dude. Yeah, it sucks as you get up early and you just feel stiff and cold and That's tired the thing, and shit. The war- yeah it just takes a while to get everything running you know properly so i like uh late night workouts too you guys ever do that where you're working out at like nine ten o'clock at night i actually i uh, like it except for i can't sleep yeah that's, that's, the, that's, that's just the gonna say yeah. the pump and everything feels great oh, at that I, time i love to train at night if i don't have to go to bed like if i don't have to go to bed that night it's like oh, this is one of those nights where i can stay up late i don't have to be up early the next morning like i'll train i like training night but not unless that because i feel wide awake and fueled by the evening time that's the problem mm. then the problem is I can't sleep, but yeah, mornings it's got to it has to be that way for me because then I have the kids and I got to take them to school and then we go here and they got to go pick them up and yeah, it just well, ain't gonna happen yeah, otherwise. Madness. Go to YouTube, subscribe to Mind Pump TV, check out the video we just posted. Fire! It's this one crazy. It's this one. Also, if you go to mindpumpmedia.com, thirty days of coaching. It's available for free and it's for everyone. Check it out. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.